Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Frankie. And I'm Alex. And together, we are FNA Van Life. We are right now sitting on a very beautiful beach here in Mexico. We've got our back doors open because if we didn't, we would die from heat. Yes, we would. It is very humid out, too, as well at the moment. And if you hear some noise in the background, it is some people listening to their favorite type of music. Yeah, so whenever you're hanging out at those beaches in Mexico, somebody's got the music blaring. It's like a party at all these beaches, which is super fun to see all the locals coming out and enjoying their most beautiful spots. So, you know, we're just visitors. Whatever. We're going to enjoy the music, enjoy the party. Um, hopefully it doesn't go too late. It is a nice ambience to have, but till a specific time. I'm ready for it to end, to be honest. But, <laughs> you know, that's my opinion. Uh, everybody has their own. Yeah, we've been in a couple of beaches in Mexico where the party doesn't stop. No. Oh, remember the other night when they were having a full-blown karaoke party? I do. I do. Like, literally right at our back doors. The good thing is, is I'm able to block it out and just pass out. Yeah. The nice thing about being here as well, with the heat and the sun, and we're always active and outside and doing stuff, by the time, like, 9, 10 o'clock rolls around, we are both exhausted. Yes, we are. So, even if somebody's blaring the music outside, we're uh, pretty easy to fall asleep. So maybe a conversation with them might help, but then again, it might not because we don't speak Spanish that well. And once again, we are visitors. So speaking of uh, conversations and communication, that's really what this podcast today is all about. Today we are speaking with Lisa, who is a beautiful soul that we happen to meet by chance here in Mexico. She was traveling north while we were traveling south, and we connected for one day in person and then now in the podcast, which you'll hear more about later. And it's super inspiring to hear all the stories that she has to tell and to get you to be able to communicate just a little bit better when you have your life on the road. Or even if you're not doing life on the road, she's an excellent coach when it comes to getting to, into a deeper conversation, more meaningful conversation, much quicker than the usual surface level stuff. Yeah, and I think when you live in a van, communication is everything. If you're living with a partner in a van, being able to talk to one another is like by far the most important skill that the two of you will have. We've seen couples who are really good at this, and we've seen couples who are really not good at this, and it just really is going to change your experience on the road if you can't communicate well with each other. Yeah, and one thing that I'll say is it's always a learning experience, and how you get better at communicating with one another is always a learning experience. And there could be times where one person isn't willing to listen as much as they normally would. It could be myself, it could be Alex, but it does happen at times, so don't get discouraged. Understand and try to take a deep breath and you know tell your partner, like, you know, we're supposed to be communicating and it just doesn't feel like we are at the moment. So how do we get 
to a better understanding with one another all the time. And sometimes the best thing you can do is communicate that you fudged up and that you were grumpy and that you apologize for the way that you acted when you were hungry. And let's be realistic. Sometimes the best communication is to just not say anything if you ask the question more than once. (laughs) But also, you know, it's not just about partners on the road. It's also even if you're traveling solo, you have to be able to communicate with your friends and family back home. Make sure everybody knows that you're good. You have to be able to communicate with people that you meet on the road. So, you know, being able to ask for help when you need it in certain situations, like say you need a jump or you got a flat tire or, you know, whatever it is, you need to be able to communicate with people and like form these relationships with people really quickly on the road, especially when you're meeting other nomads and caravanning. It's really important that your values align and that you learn that sooner than later. Yeah, it was something that Alex and I are actually going through at the moment is just learning how to notice the signs of, you know, leaving a certain situation because realize, you know, that it is okay to take yourself out of a situation, but you don't want things to escalate to a point where there's no repairing or no return. So just think about things before you uh, go super long. I know for me, one of the things that I try to do is I always try to help everybody as much as humanly possible to default where sometimes it hurts myself. Yeah. And I think the number one important communication relationship you need on the road is with yourself. No matter who you're traveling with, no matter how you're traveling, listening to yourself, your intuition, your gut, learning to have those conversations and the deeper conversations with yourself. Because I feel like that's a lot of the reason that we're on the road anyways, is to like learn more about ourselves. And if you don't ask yourself some of these tough questions that Lisa's going to get into, you know you're not going to have the same kind of growth that you wanted to from this van life experience. And I do want you guys to understand that when you are having these meaningful conversations and you're learning more about how to communicate better, this is you becoming an expert at it. So remember that no matter what you do, if you're putting forth the effort and you're putting forth the know-how, like just like people building vans, you become an expert at it. If you're a person doing air conditioning, if you're a person doing you know, uh, some type of training of some people, you become an expert at those things the more you do them. So we want you to become an expert at communication, just like we would love to be experts at communication as well. But it's always a growing process. Yeah, and that's why we're talking to Lisa today, because she is for sure an expert at this. You guys are going to love this conversation. So let's jump right into it. Hey, Lisa, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Uh, First and foremost, um, let us know who you are and what type of rig you're traveling in. Sure. Well, thank you guys so much for inviting this conversation. It was so serendipitous when we first connected and (laughs) in San Felipe. And so I'm glad that the magic of the universe has then allowed for us to connect a little bit more. And so, yeah, I'll share um, who I am a little bit and, you know, what I'm, what I'm riding around in. Well, I'm, I would say I'm a connector and a connection alchemist. Uh, so just real quick, a little bit about my background, kind of after 20 years of a really rewarding career in marketing, kind of leading teams in wine and coffee industry for a variety of different brands like Pete's Coffee and Wenty Vineyards, um, I kind of stepped into becoming a certified human connection facilitator and an experienced designer and a coach. And so 
thing I'm most passionate about is really helping people connect better by having more meaningful conversations, which is why I'm always excited to have one. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so really like I personally, I work with individual professionals and organization teams kind of across the globe in groups and privately. And I really empower them to accelerate and build stronger, more authentic relationships and guide ways to powerfully connect and get below the surface with real confidence and really just overcome any feelings of disconnection or discomfort or fear and really just feel more seen, you know, valued and deeply connected. So I get to do all of this meaningful work in my 2018 Ram Pro Master, and I call it my freedom vessel. Um, and I get to travel all around the country and just explore, connect with myself, nature, and then really get to guide, guide people virtually and in person. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, one question I have right off the bat is just like, what are some small things that, uh, people might be able to, uh, gather from you, um, when you are coaching them on this journey of being able to get into deeper conversations with people like, uh, just give me like one or two things that they could expect. Yeah. Well, one of the things that they could really expect is learning how to skip the small talk. Cause I truly believe that when we go below the surface and we get to know someone a little bit more on an emotional level faster, we can maximize any interaction. So they would learn how to actually do that so that whenever they're on the road, whenever they're just like meeting someone new, they could really do that quickly with confidence and just excitement. Um, so those would be one of the things to definitely learn how to yeah. go deeper faster. Yeah. I love that. And I feel like when you're traveling, you have a lot of opportunities to meet new people and, you know, some people are very introverted and, you know, it might be harder to like strike up a conversation with somebody at the gas pump or at the grocery store or things like that. Um, or even just like at a campsite, you know, when you're meeting somebody new, um, which, you know, you mentioned briefly, like how we met, which I thought would be kind of a funny little story. We were staying at this beautiful camp spot in San Felipe and we'd been there for one night and we absolutely loved it. We ended up there by chance. We like took a wrong turn on the way to a hike and found this beautiful campo, got invited into the house for margaritas and time in the pool and all this crazy stuff. And so we were loving it so much. We were like, why doesn't anybody else know about this? And the woman who was running the campo was kind of like, oh, yeah, it's very slow here. It's very quiet. And I'm looking on the apps and it's not on any of the like traveler apps. So I'm like, well, no wonder it's quiet. Nobody freaking knows that it's here. So I get onto my seeker app and I add the you know coordinates and a couple details and some photos. And you happen to be traveling that day. And if you want to pick it up on your end of the story, because I think it's so serendipitous how me adding it that morning turned into you getting there that night. Totally. I was floored. So I was planning to stay at another campsite nearby as I was passing through San Felipe. And there was something that struck me as I was getting close and was like, I kind of like feel like I wish there was like somewhere else that I could stay right now. And so I just happened to relook at that secret app and all of a sudden there was a new location. I'm like, I didn't notice this yesterday when I was exploring where I would stay. I'm like, huh, I wonder what this is. And so I decided to just try it. And literally I would have gone one way, 10 minutes, I would have ended up the other place. Somehow I decided to 
just look again. And then I traveled to it and it was the most magical spot. It is absolutely my favorite spot in San Felipe. And it could not have been better. Like the, just the serendipity of (laughs) like when you just kind of like go with the spontaneity. And so I just so appreciate you for, you know, just, just posting that. And then we got to meet. (laughs) Yeah. Not only did we get to meet, but then we had deep, uh, you know, conversation in such a small period of time. We, you know, we talked about like what we were grateful about of being on the road and, and what are some things that we hope to achieve while we were on the road going along our journey and which is like you were saying how you get into like deeper conversation and get to learn and meet more about people and uh get get into where you want to be in a conversation with others absolutely like one of the things that i love to just ask like when you're first like jumping in is like just what do you appreciate you know, right now on the road and like what inspires you to be on the road? Because it's like when you start to ask the questions in that way, the way we ask questions has such the power to connect quickly and meaningfully. So that's how you really can just like immediately get to know someone better, who they are, what they care about, what they value and their experiences. And I loved hearing your story so quickly. And I was like, Ooh, this is juicy. Like I, <laughs> I'm like really like um, appreciating, you know, some of your background and experiences. Yeah. So let's dive into that with you. What do you appreciate about being on the road right now? And um, is it something that you see yourself doing for a while? Yeah. So I think right now I am so appreciating the freedom and the flexibility that it enables in order to be able to show up for so many people that I care about and then also be able to um, you know, guide experiences for for people in all these different ways. But I would say that, you know, the first thing that I absolutely love is, you know, one of the things that inspired me to even embark on this journey was, you know, to first be able to visit my mom in a COVID safe way. And, you know, the second was really then, you know, as I was kind of exiting corporate and really just wanting to take time to feel into how I wanted to evolve, how I lived and worked then I was able to actually go and learn so much about myself and others along the way. So I would say, you know, really just that first thing, gosh, the amazing nature of being able to go travel cross country, show up for my mom, like was really one of like the highlights of my life and experience. Um, And I would say that it kind of started there. Um, And then from there, I've been able to certainly, um, you know, be able to go and and travel around to support others as well. So the whole van life movement for you then kind of became a reality during COVID. So how did that kind of come about? Were you, was your job kind of no longer an option or were you just kind of like feeling the need to like get up and go? Yeah. I mean, like there's, there's so many of those different dynamics, right? Like, so in the age of COVID, um, you know, we, like there was lots of big shifts. And so, you know, as I had kind of exited, um, you know, my, my, you know, corporate career at a winery and then, you know, deciding like, oh, I always had this like desire to travel cross country, but I never really had the time and the space to do it. And then like the ability to then just step into that. And I, instead of, you know, saying like, oh, I'm going to, you know, maybe travel cross country just for a little bit. I said, oh, I'm going to buy a van and I'm just going to do it and try it. And so I thought that maybe I would do it for about six months 
And then as I continued doing it, I loved it so much that I decided to just continue. And there was just no end date. There was no like decision point. It just is like just appreciating the present moment within it. Yeah. Well, I think that's one of the most beautiful things about this lifestyle is once you get into it, the one thing you don't suspect that's going to happen is just being alive in the moment. Like you start to become really present. Um, you know, before this lifestyle, the only thing that really made me feel that way was like snowboarding or playing some type of sport that I, I had to be in the present in order to like apply myself properly. And then van life became this thing for me that I totally feel present. I think a lot of people in the lifestyle feel that same way. And it's something that we don't anticipate. Totally. I think that there's so many lessons that it teaches you so quickly and that is one of the greatest gifts I think that Van Life gives you is being able to understand really quickly what you appreciate, what matters most, and how to just truly be present in the now and really be able to unlock like what feels really authentic to you and what can bring you joy every single day. And you have access to that. What do you think creates that in Van Life? I think that there's this, you know, really like beautiful way that, you know, van life allows for you to strip down um, and really approach things from a more minimalist um, approach. So, you know, you have to really think about first and foremost, like, what do you actually really need? <laughs> what, what do you need to put into your box? And when when you're when you're forced to do that, it really has you think very quickly what actually do you need to um, appreciate every day what you want to enjoy? And so with with all of that, I think it allows for you to kind of quickly realize like there's a lot of things within our society that have been, you know, great and valuable, but at the same time, um, there's a lot of things that we have that are superfluous. And when you really kind of strip it all down, um, it, you kind of block out all the noise really, really quickly. Um, and so it really allows for you to be in this space of truly, truly thinking through what matters most because you don't even like need that much materially. Um, and as I personally learned to do that, um, I really was able to see things much, much clearer and really feel into it um, without any of the distractions and realize like, wow, like these are the things that I actually need that make up my ideal day that make me feel fulfilled, joyful, and alive um, and, and just focus in on those things. I think that's really beautiful. And I know that, you know, most people don't even just have the time to explore things like that when you're kind of trapped in the hustle of like, you know, schedule and wake up at this time to catch the train at that time to get to the office at this time to take my lunch break at this time, you know, it's like very regimented. And you don't even have the space to think about what do I like and what do I enjoy? It's like, you're on this ever, you know, crunching hamster wheel, um, which I think it's really beautiful that you know, van life lets you step out of that. You know, some people are still working full-time jobs on the road, but obviously you can do that from the forest or from a beach or from, you know, wherever. And the possibilities are really endless to allow you to explore the world and have that ever-changing horizon that allows you to be present and like appreciate your surroundings and appreciate where you are. And the fact that you do get to work from wherever, you know, and what that brings me to is the opposite career that you used to have in a sense with the marketing and the connection with people. <clears throat> what does this mean to marketing people out there? Is it, is it make it more difficult 
um, to sell stuff or, you know, because the lifestyle is very minimalist or, you know, uh, is there a way for the, the marketing side to capture something more specific, like the essence of van life and travel and being able to do all these things? Like, uh, what would you say about that? And because it's, that's more material, material things that you want, right? Well, I think that the, the key thing I'd say is, is that like, you know, anything with marketing, it's, it's like it, it, you might be, um, really it's about creating an emotional connection and it's like really just still feeling into like, what is it that will serve you? And, you know, and, and, you know, marketing is important to get awareness of things. It doesn't always have to be that it's a material good. Um, and some of those things you also do need, and those things are valuable in our society. Marketing can also be just that you're learning about something that's going to help you in your personal growth. There's so many different things. The key is, is that um, it's it's really about telling stories and really just enabling you to understand something for the why something is or matters. And that helps you because at the end of the day, um, you you want to learn about those things that are going to care, that you're going to care about and that are going to enhance your life. And I always feel like even within van life, you know, it's, it's important. I think that people understand, like you can definitely work full time on the road. If you choose to do that, you can also bring a family on the road. If you choose to do that, or you can take moments and weekends and weeks at a time. It doesn't have to be all in depending on what you want to do and your choices. Cause so often I feel like it holds people back from saying, well, I, you know, like I can't just like, you know, up and walk away or take a sabbatical and figure this out. Like that's okay. Like there's so many different ways that it's possible and you can also try it for a little bit. And then you can take a little piece of van life into your day to day because you'll have learned so much and then you'll be able to practice those things that you've learned into your day to day. If you also choose to be dwelling more, you know, in your home. So there's all these different possibilities. Yeah. And one of those things that is like a choice blocker would be like fear or like the fear of the unknown, you know, and uh, the people that do have the family or do have the job and say, I can't do it because, you know, realistically, you only make an excuse for yourself. There's always a way to do whatever you want to do if you have like the will to want to do it and, you know, do some research, get the know-how for what you need to do for your specific type of career while being on the road. Totally. And I think that that's the thing that I personally learned the most, the fastest, was I had a lot of fear of getting on the road. I had a lot of fear of nomadic you know, living. Um, and then I just made the choice to take one step first, one step, and that was buying a van. <laughs> and that was overwhelming also. Like there were so many choices. I did it within a month. I had no idea what I was doing or researching and trying to figure it all out. And so I just decision matrixed it, which was really important tool to help you make a decision of what's most important to me. And then asked for support from friends to help me learn and make decisions. And then I just took that first step of buying the van. If you're enjoying all the information that you're getting on this podcast, you're going to love our van life book. This book is going to take you from thinking and dreaming about van life to buying your rig, building it out, and everything that you need to know about being on the road, living van life full time. If you want to pick it up, it's available as a Kindle download on Amazon, and we would so appreciate your support. Link in the description below. And then, and then once I actually then just stepped onto the road two weeks later, two weeks later on the road, I got past all of my fear. It was amazing. 
And then after that, I was like, this is magic. And you just kind of kept going from there. And then the rest just started to flow. So thinking back on the beginning of that journey, what were some of those fears that you were needing to overcome? You know, like if people are thinking about getting on the road, you know, know, there's like that cliche, like feel the fear and do it anyways. But like, do you remember like what the tangible things that you were actually like really worried about that proved to be not that important or that fearful? Mm. Part of the fear for me was probably just the unknown of the how, like, how am I actually going to logistically figure out how I'm actually going to be on the road and where I'm going to go and how I'm going to stay and be safe. And as a solo female traveler, wanting to make sure that I felt really comfortable in that. And so I quickly then started to learn the ways for me to do that and the ways for not only for me to feel safe, but then also for others that care about um, me and my safety felt safe too. So, you know, the, the simplest thing that you start to learn around that is there's amazing apps. You start asking questions. And then I invested in a somewhere satellite device so that I could track my location and have my location tracked by my loved ones. So that actually really helped even ease my mom into the experience because she really felt that I you know, really could understand the ways that, um, that I could be safe. And so things like that. Yeah. Um, how old is your mom? And, uh, you know, it did, I, I guess the question is, is like, did she have fear of traveling herself? <laughs> yeah, she's in her mid seventies. And I would say that she had fear of maybe, you know, what the experience, you know, would be like before it was fear of her traveling herself. It was more fear of my own experience and really just like, what, what is this? You know, like, like, what is this way of being and this lifestyle that you are embarking on? And it felt very foreign and very different, which is so understandable. And so what I quickly learned was like, I needed to bring her along more versus like sometimes you know, we, we like are willing to take, take these risks, even if we have fear around it and just step into it and try it and think that the other person is just immediately going to come along. And, you know, this is with anything (laughs) in life, but certainly also with this experience with her, I realized that I was moving a little bit too fast in how I was sharing with her. And so instead I slowed down and I got more patient in that. And I started to share with her some podcasts and blogs and ways for her to learn more about van life and the experience. I started to share with her some of the things I shared with you of the ways that I was managing it for myself to feel you know, comfortable and, and aware and safe. And then all of that slowly but surely in lots of those conversations then allowed for her to feel a little bit more comfortable. And then after all of that, I cro- travel cross country And I did a lot (laughs) to um, have her not realize that I was traveling all the way cross country to make it a surprise. And on Thanksgiving morning, you know, two years ago, I showed up and I surprised her and it was the most epic experience. And she was completely and utterly shocked. The only people that knew that was happening was my kind of soul tribe back in the Bay Area in San Francisco, um, because they... I've been keeping them informed on WhatsApp 
in a van life um, uh, update app that we that we uh, just have messages to each other. And so she had no idea, nor did anyone else in my family. So when I showed up and it was like just such a powerful experience. And I remember like very distinctly her after she got over her shock, her saying like, gosh, like it was the greatest day of her life because she never felt more seen, loved and connected all at once. And I just, I couldn't have been like a greater gift that I could give her. Um, and then, you know, after, after that, and like really deeply connecting, then I took her on a van life adventure. Yes. So it was amazing. Amazing. So really to answer your question, once she had some fear about getting in the van herself <laughs> and getting on the road. And then I kind of eased her into it. The same thing of like, okay, what are you concerned about? Like, what's going to make, you know, like, what are those things? And then I eased her into it. And then when we got on the road and we went on an adventure, uh, I will always remember the day when all of a sudden she turns to me and she's like, this is amazing. Maybe I should get an RV. <laughs> uh, yes. Isn't that wonderful? Like you've changed this woman's perspective of, you know, the fear of van life and the fear of travel and completely 180 it into, I want to do this too. Yes, absolutely. It was such an enriching experience to see and to see the light and the excitement. It was like a childlike sense of wonder again, of like the curiosity that we feel and we can explore and be on the road. And the other thing that I think was amazing that I'll also share is the experience itself was so deep for both of us because when you start to venture together, we didn't even have to go to that many places. It was just exploring places that actually were meaningful where she grew up and it sparked memories. So all these stories came out from her upbringing or that of her parents. And I got to learn so many more things about her by just then being and asking those questions based off of the memories and experiences that were being sparked in that. And I learned so many different reasons as to who she is and why she showed up the way that she did as a mom. And through all of that, we could just learn so much more about each other, have so much more compassion for each other and have such a beautiful, like shared experience together. So it was really, really just one of the, the highlights of my life. I think that's so beautiful. And, you know, in terms of creating those conversations, I feel like nobody has enough conversations with their parents, you know, like, obviously, when you're a kid, it's a different dynamic. And, you know, they're taking care of you and your needs are the only that matter, you know, but they forget to share their experience. Well, yeah, they're so busy making sure you don't die or you know, run with scissors or whatever it is, right? Whereas, you know, once we transition into adulthood, I think we, you know, then, you know, you're flying the nest and you're seeking independence. And, you know, I just don't think that we take that time or even really, you know, take for granted that they're always going to be there, you know, and then we don't have these deep conversations with our parents because, you know, oh, I've known, you know, I know my mom, I've known her forever, you know, but like having that time and the space to actually like, you know, get into these really deep conversations with your mom is probably something that, you know, might not have happened or like, you know, you might not have made space or time for if it hadn't been for the van. Well, and it makes me think of like, you're opening up this like biography that your, you know, your parent has never wrote, you know, your, your, and all these memories are flooding out. Like if it was going on a piece of paper and you're, you're really digging deep into who they are 
more so than you ever would. And I think that's so amazing. Like you're learning history of who your own parent is. Yeah. Thank you for reflecting that back. And it really is unbelievably powerful. And I definitely put a lot of intention around how I was really investing in that time and that quality time with my mom. And I've realized the the power of, of doing that. And it's not just going there and showing up. It's, it's how you then engage and how you really just show up with curiosity and presence so that you're really just taking in and learning more about each other in a meaningful way. And, you know, I'm so grateful for the time I get to spend with her. And I, you know, do this now every year and I spend, you know, months at a time, you know, with her and every single morning, like we have this ritual when I'm there at her home, like waking up, I make morning coffee. And then I got like in her bed and we just sat and had deep conversations with each other, um, read poetry to each other, got to really ask each other questions of what showed up for each other, like in those experiences. And there's never like, like there's never enough, like time you, you, you think that there's other things that distract you, but like what matters most? And like, and so I just felt like after losing my father three years ago, uh, to a tough battle of brain cancer. And, you know, I, I didn't get to have as many of these conversations, you know, through the rest of his life as I would have wanted. And so I just, you know, know that it's just so important to just take this time when we can. And even if people's relationships are not, you know, in this place that they feel like it's so easy to do that, like there's so many ways that you can make that shift. And, and I have learned over the years how to actually deepen the relationship with my mom. And I'm super grateful that now I can call her like my best friend. Like, like that took a lot of time and nurturing with intention. Um, and I also, you know, I'm grateful for the ways that I've gotten to, you know, support others. And, you know, for, for example, a friend of mine, she joined one of my virtual experiences uh, last year, not too long ago. And she got really inspired to do the same. She hadn't really had a strong relationship with her parents for three years. And she took the opportunity after that experience. She flew, she saw them, we connected. I guided her on questions to ask to like actually reopen the conversation. And she just shared with me recently how she was so grateful to have that mentorship. And now she has the best relationship she's had with her parents. Um, and so it's all possible. Uh, we just have to set the intention and, and make it happen. <laughs> That's incredible. And for the audience out there, I want you guys to really think about this and like, you know, what does time mean to you and who are the people that you really deeply want to connect with? And, you know, maybe spend just a little bit more time connecting with those people, because just like you, I lost my father about five years ago and he was very young. He was 53. And there's a lot of time that you you lose with a person that dies young that you just never have the opportunity you know, to even show them anything that you're going to achieve in life, as well as like what they might want for you, or just to connect deeply together, you know, in, uh, you know, sharing moments of, of his life, even more so, you know, I just think that time is the most important thing that we should value, value way more than anything else in life. And for whatever reason, Monday through Friday becomes work week, instead of, you know, your own personal life that we're living. Mm, yeah, well, I am sorry that you also, you know, went through the challenge of losing your father. And um, 
And so just like feeling that and holding that and also just the the lessons that I, I hear from you and, and what it taught and just, yeah, these challenges always, you know, open up something, you know, in our, in our lives. And so, um, you know, with that, if I may, you know, one suggestion I would have is, you know, just, just if, if you're curious, if you're desiring to strengthen a relationship with anyone that you might care about or love, like just even starting with asking them the question, like, how do they feel about the quality of your relationship? And just through asking that will open up the conversation of maybe what might be possible. Yeah. So one of the things that you do while you're traveling in the van is lead different workshops. And so when we met you originally in San Felipe, you just spent three months, I think you said, you can definitely correct me if I'm wrong, Uh, but down in Baja and you were on your way back to America Um, And then just recently you led another retreat just a couple of days ago. So why don't you kind of talk about how, you know, you know, your career and van life have kind of like almost melded together in a way that allows you to be more present with people, you know, all over the country and, you know, internationally, really. Yeah. So, you know, van life is, you know, was, was such an incredible experience in first just sparking you know, I was showing up, I was kind of like gifting these acts of connection, like all along the way, you know, I traveled to 30 different states, you know, in the course of, you know, probably six months or so. And, you know, through that, I was meeting new people. And I was also showing up for people that I cared about in every single state. And, you know, whether it was, you know, moms who really just needed a little bit of an adventure, and we'd, you know, go and, you know, venture to to Moab, or, um, or I would also, you know, maybe just cook dinner for a friend's family. And, you know, through all of these experiences of just being able to show up and be in support of others, I also just would really just drop into these deep conversations. And so what that emerged for me was seeing that there was a lot of people that were feeling disconnected that I cared about. And also, you know, what was certainly happening, you know, around the world. And then being reflected on what were my gifts and what were my strengths that people would come to me for. And so within that, as people shared, you know, my strengths were like asking them really powerful questions that, you know, ignited a certain shift um, or showed up and just held that space and created a safe space to really be able to openly share. Then I decided to step in and just be more in service to others. So I was super passionate about, you know, I had this, um, you know, great, great career for, you know, 20 years and, you know, being able to mentor and guide teams and really being able to create connectivity within a company and culture. And what I then realized was I wanted to kind of climb my second mountain and be more in service to others and just help people feel more comfortable and confident, you know, connecting. And there's so many different ways to do that. So now I just have the distinct like honor and pleasure of being able to guide that. And so what I do is I design experiences either in person or virtually that really help people connect better um, and learn how to skip the small talk and go deeper faster and be more curious and more present and have more compassion so that you can create really real and authentic relationships um, in life with people that you meet, that you work with, that you care about or you love. So um, those are some of the things that then I do. And I also do private coaching and mentorship for a select number of people to really help people with their interpersonal relationship dynamics, kind of reduce conflict, really deepen intimacy, be a more masterful conversationist, and also just learn how to build stronger community. Um, so I was, most recently, I was down in 
Todos Santos, and I got to guide some connected experiences at really transformational travel experiences with Loci Lodging, uh, which is an incredible community to just really help you kind of step into purpose and move into the next kind of phase of, of your life. And then I got to also now travel around lots of different parts of California um, with the, the Yearn community and um, really then also the entrepreneurial community. And I just guided retreats for EO organization. Um, and then most recently also uh, KIFT. So KIFT is an incredible van life community. And it is, you know, creating all these amazing land and spaces that if you really desire to ground somewhere and be in community so that you can work remotely and also have good access to services um, and just be able to connect meaningfully in community, then KIFT is an amazing, amazing option. So I got to go to their camp out last weekend, which was incredible to meet 100 people uh, just gathered in van life and community. I've never heard of this. So is it K-I-F-T? Yeah, K-I-F-T, K-I-F-T. And it is uh, really just kind of like emerging and there's a couple of different, they have four locations right now, uh, a couple in California, also in Oregon and Washington. It will continue to expand. Like it's really a movement. It's like how we can actually shift how we live, live sustainably and also in community. And it's, you know, um, it's an incredible community that's really forming. And if you're, if you're ever interested in, in membership, um, you can go to, maybe you can even put it in the show notes. Like you can go to kiff.com membership and just tell them, just tell them that um, I shared it with you on this podcast and they will definitely give you a little gift of uh, just to try it for a month free um, just to, just to see if you enjoy the community. Yeah. So this is kift.com and say that Lisa sent you, correct? And um, we'll leave it in the show notes and that way you guys can try it because it's something that I'm already interested in just hearing about it, especially, you know, when we're back up in the States and we're possibly on the West Coast and we're just looking for more community. I think it would be a great opportunity to, you know, just drop in, see what type of um, how they're putting things together and possibly even like I'm I'm guessing that they're probably – farming the land and, you know, teaching people how to do these things. So that way that we could be more efficient in life in general. Totally. Yeah. You get to learn about regenerative agriculture and all these different ways you can get back to the land and yeah, lots of different opportunities. Yeah. Beautiful. I love that. Yeah. And I think too, especially, you know, for people who are traveling solo or even, you know, couples or families or whoever, but I'm thinking, especially for people who are alone on the road, just having that sense of community. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we just got a comment the other day about like, you know, somebody who's like, well, how do I find a caravan? And like, how do I find people to like travel with? And, you know, I think that a lot of people are afraid to do things alone, especially when it comes to travel. And then especially when it comes to something that feels like a more permanent choice, like van life. Um, so as somebody who has traveled solo, you know, for many moons now, do you have any like words of wisdom for people who are thinking about getting, you know, on the road by themselves? Are you loving our podcast? Well, we have a way for you to get one more a month. By joining our Patreon community, you get exclusive access to a one hour podcast ad free every single month that does a deep dive into what it's really like to live on the road. Depending on which tier you select, you could even get free merchandise. 
Check out the link below and join the Patreon community today. You also get access to tons of behind-the-scenes content from our YouTube channel, too. Now back to the podcast. Yeah, well, the first thing, you know, just to directly speak to that, KIFT also organizes caravans. So, it, you know, to all their different locations on the West. So they have them for a couple different times a year. So that would be the first thing I would say, you know, part of it is, is finding your community and, you know, reaching, reaching out and being able to definitely tap into different communities. Um, there's amazing Facebook groups that I've found really, really valuable so that you can also ask for support <laughs> in, in any way. Um, and the other thing in terms of traveling solo that I find really valuable is stay connected with those people that you do care about in wherever they are in the country or the world. And there's so many powerful ways to do that virtually and digitally. And so often I get asked the question, are you lonely? Do you ever get lonely on the road? And people are kind of always surprised that my answer is no. And it's because one, I absolutely love being able to, you know, connect with myself and explore and be in nature. And, and also the second is I feel so connected to people that I'm first meeting anywhere I am, but then also that I'm staying connected to all over the country. And so I would say, um, you know, find the ways that resonate with you. I personally, like I shared earlier, I set up a WhatsApp group for my close tribe that I got to share some of my experiences with. And then I would prop questions to them of like what, what resonates with them. And then they would share stories, you know, back to me. So that was like one way. Um, the second is I send voice memos. It's my favorite method of asynchronous communication because you can share so many different things of what you're feeling and what you're experiencing with others. And you don't always have to find that time to definitely sync up on a live call if it doesn't align. And you get to really continue to also foster relationships with new people that you're meeting through voice memo. And then the third is select the people that you really, really care about and find a way that you are connecting with them consistently. So for me, you know, my mom is one of those people. I connect in with her every single day in some way, whether I'm sending her a voice memo, a video message, a text message, or even a call. And sometimes it's a five minute call and we just share one thing that we're grateful for and one intention for the day. It's whatever it is to just feel connected. Um, and video messages are amazing to do that as well. Whenever you're thinking of someone, don't just think of them, actually just send them a message. I'm thinking of you and this is what I appreciate about you or this is what I'm experiencing. And it's amazing how you'll be able to then just share and then feel really connected wherever you are. I absolutely love how deliberate you are with everything that you do. And like everything is a very conscious decision before you even do it. Um, it's it's truly incredible. It's remarkable. And I would love to see people have that more within themselves. Um, even my even myself included, I, I love to connect with people while we're on the road. It's one of my favorite things to do is just to talk to complete strangers and see how this, you know, connection may help one another. You know, it's, it's like, Truly, probably, you could ask Alex, it's the one thing that I do on the road like crazy. Uh, today alone, we had somebody who actually listened to the podcast that happened to be in Cabo, that happened to be going surfing at the same place as us, meet us in the water, and get super excited to meet us for the first time. How mind-blowing, you know? Amazing. <laughs> 
but it's that connection, you know, it's that thing that brings us to each other that we have this opportunity, um, you know, to actually realistically connect with so many different people, whether they're on the road, whether they're, you know, sitting at home, listening to the podcast, whether they're watching the YouTube channels, we're so fortunate to live in the day and age that we do with, uh, you know, the digital aspect of life. Totally. Yeah. And, and, and what else, like, what about, what about you, Alex? Like what's something that you really do in order to like help stay connected on the road? So I definitely have a group chat going with all my like best friends back home. We're like constantly chitter chattering in there. Um, I connect with my mom or, you know, my parents at least once a week on the phone. I find that like, I get very in the moment and like, you know, I'm one of those people that does get bogged down in work and does get distracted by the million things that I need to get done. And I need to kind of get out of that more. Um, But luckily I have Frank around to pull me into conversations with people that I probably would never have talked to otherwise. Um, But I could totally see how, like, if I was on the road by myself, it might get to feel lonely because I'm not that kind of person who would just, walk up to the next campsite and, you know, introduce myself or, you know, start up a random conversation, you know, with somebody. Um, So what kind of advice do you have for people who are more in that boat, who are like, you know, maybe a little bit of afraid of connecting with strangers and afraid of like taking the first step to like initiating that new connection and just before you answer that question i do want to say that alex definitely has the ability to do those things maybe it's more so of a fear (laughs) well thank you for sharing that frankie and i actually was going to um i was curious about that i was curious about that because because sometimes it's always like what's what's holding us back because what i was also hearing was as you do connect and as Frankie kind of brings you into some of these conversations, you, your, your whole tone of voice, like, like kind of elevated. So it seems like you get lit up from it and you really, really enjoy it and that it's really enriching to you. And so I was curious kind of what holds you back sometimes from it. And was it, you know, a, a fear? So maybe you can share that first before I kind of answer the question holistically. Yeah. I feel like it's a fear of, you know, I think I get in my head about it. Like, oh, they probably don't want to talk to me or they're probably busy and they probably aren't interested in, you know, or what would I even say? And like, what if it gets awkward? And what if I go over there and then we've got nothing in common? And then, you know, like, it's just all these like, what ifs of, you know, meeting almost, you know, like a rejection kind of thing. Or, you know, if I go over there and I make an ass of myself, I'm going to go like cry into my cereal bowl later, you know? (laughs) I totally understand. And it's so normal to feel that. And as you have actually, you know, stepped into certain conversations, what's the response then? How have those interactions been? Oh, almost always positive, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so thank you for sharing that just like openly and being so vulnerable about what you're feeling. And I hear that a lot. And what I, what found really interesting was that, you know, you, you do feel that and sometimes it, you know, holds you back, but then as you actually engaged and took the step to just lean in, then it, really was powerful and they also were then enriched so it's sometimes a disservice 
Like we're doing not only ourselves a disservice, we're doing a disservice for the other person because the other person is also craving connection. Like we are all humans. We all want the same thing. It is all one of the most important things in life. And we all know that. And so sometimes they might also (laughs) be a little bit timid and not like stepping into uh, actually initiate and really just desiring someone else to do the same thing. So I always like to think about it as just knowing that you are excited to make a connection, really thinking about that so that you know what it feels like when you actually do. And that helps get past the fear really fast. So just taking a moment, presencing, pausing, be like, gosh, I'm excited to connect with someone because I know how much I enjoy that. And then the second thing I would share is just know that every single person is interesting and has an interesting story to share. And you are also really interesting and have an interesting story to share. Every single person does. So I always love really knowing that and thinking that so that then you're going into really initiating a conversation because it's going to be something that's interesting. You're going to learn something about that person and what their experience is. And knowing that when you do that, then you're not going to be bored because you have actually, you are empowered to make the conversation interesting (laughs) and you're really empowered to um, allow for it to kind of flow in a way that you're asking powerful questions that really then allow for it to move into places that you find really enriching. So I would just say, you know, do it. Um, Remember that you're interesting and others are interesting and then really be able to step step into it in a way that you enjoy the enriching experience. I absolutely love the fact that you noticed the tone in her voice because she truly does light up when she has these conversations and she's an excellent uh, conversationist, like just in general of like just sharing her life. And, uh, I, and I agree. I think it's all about the willingness to uh, be open to that and not be fearful of what it might come, you know? And, uh, but I watch her all the time. She's so funny and just like she brings so much joy to people's faces and, and it's just it's amazing but a lot of the time when you're a person doing it you don't necessarily see it well and I think one thing that you said that resonated with me is when you said like other people are interesting and you're interesting too and I think that you know well I don't think I'm that interesting but <laughs> I know? do it's like I feel like you know, and then that's probably something of my, you know, because you live your own experience and it doesn't feel that like cool or like crazy or you see other people doing wilder things or whatever. It's so if you never, I never feel that like cool or interesting. And it's kind of, I funny. wouldn't have that to like bring to a conversation. And it's kind of funny because it's something that Alex has been battling with, you know, the last few days, I feel like, except like, you know, maybe yesterday, I should say more than anything. But, but it, it is like once again, me telling her, uh, these type of situations are like, you know, is different than hearing it from somebody else, you know, because I'm her significant other, I'm with her all the time. You know, she thinks I'm just trying to gaslight her, like make her feel good. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm literally telling you like, who, like you're an amazing human being and you just need to uh, see that for yourself a bit more, you know? Totally. And I mean, Alex, you, you are, you are incredible and you like immediately can like open up and like share these like just like interesting stories of what your experiences have been and like that 
you know, it was really enriching. Like it was really enriching for me when we just, you know, got to connect really quickly and I super appreciated it. And so I hope and just encourage you to just like, like keep doing it, like keep doing it and just keep doing it. <laughs> I love it. Well, yeah. we appreciate you yeah. and thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Lisa, you are an amazing human being and we hope to definitely cross paths again down the road. And yeah, it's just been a blessing to have you here with us and even just to help Alex in that small moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, my my true pleasure. Uh, it was such a joy to connect with all of you. And yeah, and if I... Um, you know, don't see you on the road soon, then I know that we will at some point when the stars align and I hope we can just continue all to connect virtually. So um, yeah, would, would love to continue those conversations, whether, you know, on social or wherever, you know, in, in the world. So, mm-hmm. um, and I always, I always invite you, I mean, I know we, we connect, you know, certainly on Insta um, and, and Alex, like, you know, just a quick reminder, like, you know, on my Insta, I always share actual questions that you can always ask people, you know, to spark conversation. So, you know, I, I I'd invite you to try one today and then let me know how it goes. Okay. <laughs> I love that so much. Thank you so much, Lisa. We really appreciate you. And we're definitely going to have the links to all of your social media down below. And just as one final, final question, we're going into summer. You just spent many months in Baja. What is something that every van lifer needs to stay cool in their van this summer? (laughs) Uh, They really need to just embrace whatever weather it is and know that it is epic regardless of where you are and what the actual temperature is. (laughs) And having a portable fan doesn't help. doesn't hurt. (laughs) Yes, totally. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate you. And we can't wait to see where, you know, this van life adventure takes you next. All right. Same. Can't wait to continue connecting. Have a beautiful connected day, both of you and everyone that's listening. Man, what a wonderful conversation that we just had with Lisa. And Alex, I'm amazed by how much you've opened up, you know, just to this person that you know for like a couple hours. And now with the podcast, you know, you opened up that you wanted to have better communication and, you know, that you are actually good at it. And some, you know, sometimes it falls within your own being of why you may have these certain feelings. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting. So Lisa sent us a couple of links after we got off the show. So we'll be sure to drop those down below on tools that you can use to become a better communicator yourself. But it's funny because basically as soon as we finished recording this podcast, we went off to go to an event. And so as we were getting up to that event, sometimes I get anxious and nervous when there's lots of people around and there's going to be a lot of new faces and we didn't really know who was going to be at this event. And, you know, it was just very much like a giant question mark and a lot of new conversations, which was almost exactly what we were talking to Lisa about which is like when you're meeting new people, like you are interesting too. You have things to bring to the conversation. And so I just tried to keep that in my mind when we were going into this event. And actually it made it a lot easier to like, you know, not feel that nervousness and not feel that, you know, anxious feeling of like, oh my God, like where is this conversation going? And just kind of following the breadcrumbs and allowing it to happen. Yeah, and even for myself today, when I was having conversations with some of the people that we met on the beach here, I was making sure to ask them like questions that were much deeper than the surface level questions. 
that were much deeper than the surface level questions. And this allowed me to get into a much deeper conversation, more meaningful conversation with these other four people. Yeah, and I feel like when you have conversations like that, they really leave an imprint. So it's not just like, oh, I met someone. Hey, how are you? Cool rig, 2019, great. It's like, who are you and what are your values and what do you appreciate about life and like, where are you going? And You know, it's like a much more in depth like you learn so much more about that person so much more quickly that that conversation is going to put an imprint and then when you see them online or wherever you're like i like that person yes because i enjoyed that conversation yeah and that's what it's all about is creating these meaningful conversations throughout your life that way you give others and yourself more purpose and more value in your life that you have and you never know who you're going to come across and who you're talking with so communication is such a high level of respect that you can give to one another and this might take you into a brand new world a brand new life a lifestyle that might be something that you've been looking for and has been waiting for you it's just a matter of being able to communicate properly before it actually happens so make today an fna day start a deeper conversation with the next person you meet don't go in for surface level see if you can get to some really deep questions we're going to drop some links down below with some specific ones that you can ask. But even just asking somebody simply, what is something in your life right now that you super appreciate is going to get to the heart of the matter so quickly. And even just asking somebody who is your friend or your family member, you know, a very simple question is like, what type of value do I bring to your life or what type of value do you see in me? And then you'll be able to get to a much deeper understanding of one another, of your family, and your friends. With all that being said, we hope that you guys have an FNA day. Make sure you subscribe to their YouTube channel, FNA Van Life. Oh, all that.